All right, well, we're going to get right to it this morning. As I told you a while ago, today is Baptism Sunday, and, and here in just a few moments, we're going to get to watch people take their next step in their relationship with Jesus. Through a process or through a ceremony, one of those steps is the very, actually the very first step actually after you accept Christ is the ceremony of water baptism. And we're about to watch that uh, take place here in just a few moments. Um, your relationship with Jesus is very similar to every other relationship that you have in your life. In the, in the way of that in every relationship there are steps that you take along the way to grow uh, in that relationship. For example, um, let's take a young couple, a young man and a, and a young woman. Their, their journey may look like this. First of all, they meet, and then they date, and then they get engaged, and then they get married, and then they may start a family and raise kids, and then they maybe become empty nesters, and then they have grandkids. It's, it's just it's steps that they're taking in the relationship, or it's chapters in their life that they're completing in an effect to grow that relationship more solid and, and, and more deep. In the same way, the same thing can be said actually in our relationship with Jesus. We accept Him. They were singing about it a while ago from glory to glory to glory. He takes us through steps or through chapters in our life that we complete to grow closer and closer to our Savior. And baptism is one of those steps that we're going to get to watch people take today. As a matter of fact, we're going to learn this morning that it's the very first step that we're instructed to take once we've accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. And I want to show you that. That's actually found in, in Matthew chapter number 28, verses 18 through 19, which we know this passage as, as the Great Commission, where Jesus commissions His disciples to go out and reach the world. But there's something in particular that I want to point out to you in this this passage concerning baptism. Verse number 18, if you want to follow along with me, says this. It says, Jesus came and told His disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. That word disciples simply means followers. Go and get people saved, is what He's saying. Go teach people to follow Me. He says, go make followers of all the nations, baptizing them baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's, it's very evident to me that what we see here from this passage that Jesus is, is, is describing here is that the, that baptism, water baptism, is the very first step that we're commanded to take after we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Go make followers, go get people saved, and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Once we accept Jesus Christ, it, we're, our very first step is, is not to join a church, not to join a, a life group, not to start a Bible study, not attending church regularly. Now, all of those things are good, okay? But the very first command that we are actually given by Jesus, the very first step, once you become a Christian, is to be water baptized. And this is so important, I can't ex express how important that it is to be water baptized because it's the first step that Jesus commands us to take. And I'm one that's convinced that if you're not willing to take the first step that He's commanded you, you're probably not going to follow through with the other commands that He gives you. So baptism, water baptism, is the very first step that Jesus commands us after we have chosen to follow Him. And here's why I believe that baptism is first. 
Because baptism is the way that we show the world that we have repented of our sins and turned to God to be forgiven. It's a public demonstration to show everyone else what we have done. It's an outward expression. You hear a lot of people say it's an outward expression or outward demonstration of something that has taken place on the inside. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us this in in a couple of places. One of them is in the book of Mark. The other one is in Luke chapter number 3. Verse number 3, John the Baptist went about preaching that people should be baptized. Why? To show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Look at that that phrase there, to show. You're showing the world that I have turned to God, I've repented of my sins and I've turned to God to be forgiven. Forgiven. So baptism, it's a, it's a public demonstration to show the world that I've given my life to Jesus. I'm leaving behind my old ways. I've chosen to follow Him. And I'm letting the whole world know. Jesus commands us to do that. You know, almost, almost 21 years ago, it'll be 21 years uh, in October, but almost 21 years ago, my wife and I, we stood at an altar in a church right down the road here, as a matter of fact. I would love to say in front of a large group of people. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Uh, but we stood before a group of people at an altar, and we publicly displayed and made a public declaration and commitment of our love for one another in a, at a wedding. And what I was saying to the world is that I have given my life to this lady right here. No one else. I love her and only her. She is mine. I am hers. And that wedding ceremony was a public demonstration of our commitment to one another. Now, had we already begun a relationship? Hopefully, yes. We'd already begun a relationship. So that wasn't the beginning of the relationship, but it was a public display of our commitment to one another. Once again, baptism is how we show the world that we have repented of our sins and turned to God to be forgiven. But baptism is more than just a a public demonstration of your faith. It's also an empowerment for overcoming sin. One of the, the greatest descriptive chapters in all of the Bible concerning baptism is Romans chapter number 6. And in this chapter, the Apostle Paul, he's, he's writing to the church of Rome. And in verse number 3 is where we're going to pick up. He says this concerning baptism. He says, Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus, in what? In baptism, we joined Him in His death. This, this is so important. I've, you know, I've read this passage probably literally hundreds of times. And just, just reading it again this week to, to talk about baptism as we're going to have people being baptized, just more stuff begin to stick out to me. And it's just this right here, this, that we joined Him in His death. Now, we were already saved, but when we were baptized, we're joining Jesus in His death. Verse 4, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. 
We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Man, that is so important. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Now, this is important. I don't know how you want to take this, but this is the way this stands out to me, especially after spending time looking at it this week. Paul says there in verse 7, he says, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. When did we die with Christ? He's talking about there that we died with Christ. We joined Him in His death when we were baptized. And when this happened, we were set free from the power of sin. Now, don't get this mixed up with forgiveness because we're going to talk about this here in just a second. Baptism does not save us. Baptism does not forgive us of our sins. But I believe, I personally believe that there is a second empowerment of grace that happens when we are baptized. We can find this in Scripture in verse number 3 there. I want to go back and read there. Paul says, Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined Him in His death? Have you forgotten? In other words, he's saying, Remember when you were baptized. Don't forget when you were baptized. Don't just forget when you were baptized, but don't forget what happened when you were baptized. He says, first of all, we join Christ in His death. Our sinful nature died. And then he says, you joined Him in His burial. When you were put under that water, you are joining Christ in His burial. In other words, your old man has been crucified and buried so that sin will lose its power. This is important if you have never been water baptized and you're still struggling with sin in your life, I'm here to tell you there's something that happens when you identify, everybody say identify, when you identify with with who you are now in Christ and you lay that old man down in the grave. There's something that happens. It is a second empowerment of grace that you are saying, I am no longer who I used to be and I'm going to let the world know that. And I'm burying this old man. And thirdly, we join him, Paul says, in his resurrection. When we come up out of that water, we are empowered to live new lives. I'm believing God today for those who take this step and are baptized, that there is just an overwhelming empowerment of the grace of God, that maybe there were some things that they were struggling with in life, that God is going to give them an overwhelming power of grace to overcome those struggles, those addictions, those those burdens that maybe that they're struggling with. Baptism is about identification. It's not about salvation. Ephesians 2 says that we're saved by grace alone through faith. Baptism does not save you. I want to make sure that I make that clear. That, because if we're looking at it that way, then it's a, we think that it's a ceremony or it's a work that is saving us. We're, we are saved by grace and grace alone through faith. When we believe upon Jesus, we're saved. Baptism is an identification ceremony. You are identifying with who you now are. You're identifying with Christ's death, with Christ's burial, and with Christ's resurrection. What you're saying is my sinful nature has died. I am being buried with Christ and I am being raised to new life and to walk in the power of God's grace. It's an identification process. And I believe that there are a lot of people today who are Christians, but they're struggling in their their faith or they're struggling in their walk with God because they have never really identified with the new creation that they have become. The Bible tells us that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. But if you never identify with that, you don't know who you are. 
And you don't know how to walk and live in the person that you now are. It's like having a million dollars in the bank account. You're a millionaire, but if you don't know that million dollars is in the bank account, you're not going to live like a millionaire, are you? Are you guys awake this morning? Because you don't, you, you don't know that it's there. But by definition, you are a millionaire. But you've never identified with that identity. You've never, oh, wow, yes, I receive it. How many, how many, what if I told you this morning you got a million dollars in your account? Would that excite you? Yeah. It, the same is true with our identity in Christ. Identity is a big, big deal. And the enemy will rob you of that identity. He'll try to tell you that you are not a born-again believer, that you're not a child of God, that you don't have any potential, that, that you'll never amount to anything. But the Word of God and, and who you are in Christ Jesus says, no, that's the old you. That person has died and been buried, and you've been raised to walk in new life. So identification is what baptism is about. Everybody say identification. I'm going to leave you with this little illustration here, and, and I've, I've used this a lot, but... I think it's probably one of the best illustrations that I could give you. This, this ring right here does not make me married. Anybody could wear a ring. This ring right here does not make me married. But it identifies to the whole world that I have given my life to another. Like now when, when all the single women look at me like, oh darn, he's married. <laughs> well, how do they know that? Because there's a ring on my finger, right? This ring identifies me as someone who's given my life to someone else. It's a symbol that represents the fact that I am no longer a single individual. I am now in a union with someone else. That's what this ring does. And baptism, I believe, now don't get me wrong, it's, it's more than just a symbol. Okay? But it's a, it's, a, it's a public declaration. It's an identity. You're, you're, for those of you who get baptized today, you're going to remember this day. And it's a key moment. You need to mark this down somewhere. As a matter of fact, I think it's great. Pastor Jerry was talking about it being Memorial Day. Now, I don't, I don't want to take away from what Memorial Day is all about by no means, okay? But it's something, oh, I remember on Memorial Day weekend, I was baptized. And it's a tangible uh, event that you can look back on to remind the devil of what happened. No, I, I buried the old man that day. I was buried with Christ and I was raised to the newness of life. It's a, it's a, it's a, a tangible expression. And I'm believing that here in just a few moments when people take that step, we're going to celebrate with them because this is an awesome, awesome day, an awesome event for those who are taking this step. They're, they've already given their life to Jesus Christ. They've accepted Him as Lord and Savior. And today they're showing us and the entire world that my life belongs to Jesus. That I'm leaving behind all the other things that I'm not committed to this world. I'm not committed to anyone else. My life is committed to Jesus. And I want to encourage you, those of us that, that maybe are here today who have never surrendered your life to Jesus... Jesus is the only way to heaven. All of us want to go to heaven. People will teach you today that there are many ways to heaven, but I'm here to tell you there is only one way to heaven, and His name is Jesus. You start off by accepting Him. Once you've accepted Him as the Lord and Savior of your life, the very first thing that He wants you to do is to go public with your faith. Don't be ashamed of what Jesus has done in your life. He says, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. 
So I want to encourage you this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus, to do that. And if you've never been baptized, to talk to Pastor Jerry and Pastor Don. Next Sunday, we're going to be starting our growth track all over again. And as a matter of fact, the very first week, we talk about what it means to be a child of God and what it means to be water baptized. And we'd love to see you take that step. But we're going to, well, I'm going to pray. See, I told you, it's going to be a short, abbreviated service. I'm going to pray at this time for those of you who are going to be getting baptized. I want you to go ahead... If, you, if you're not already wearing what you're going to get in the, the pool with, go ahead and go to the restrooms now and, and change. And then come out and you can wait on us in the, in the lobby. When we dismiss, if you have children, I want you to go ahead and pick up your kids and then meet out there by the pool. Please no one leave. Now, if, if you need to go, go. But this, this is not something you say, ah, I'm not going to hang around. This is a big deal. And we want to celebrate that with them. And so here in just a few moments when we dismiss, if you've got kids, go ahead and check them out and then meet us out there at the pool, and we're going to continue our service out there. Okay, let me pray. Let me pray. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, for your many blessings in our life. God, we're thankful for your, for your grace, for your goodness. God, we're thankful, Lord, that, um, for, that we can have a relationship with you. God, we're thankful that you're not some distant God who is not concerned about your people, but God, you're a relational God, Lord, who longs to be in relationship with his people. And I pray, God, if there's anyone that's in this room today who's never given their life to you, Lord, that today that they would make a decision to follow you. And God, as we get ready to go out and watch people take these next steps, God, we want to celebrate with them. God, it's exciting to see people go public and say, yes, I've given my life to Jesus and I am not ashamed to let the whole world know. I want to connect with my new identity. I want to bury the old man so that I can be raised to walk in the newness of Christ. And Father, I pray for those who are being baptized today, Lord, that an empowerment to overcome sin would just envelop them today, Lord, as they come up out of that water. Lord, I pray for whatever struggles, for whatever addictions, for whatever uh, or chains of bondage, God, that they may be enslaved in. Lord, I pray that they just have a second work of grace come over them, Lord, and things that once used to hold them back, they're going to be victorious over. And Lord, I pray that we would celebrate with them today and to have a great rest of this weekend, this holiday weekend, and we praise you and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So go get your kids, get you some coffee, whatever you need to do, and then let's meet out there by the pool and continue the service.